Hey, Mama. Hey, Mama. Hey, Mama. What you doing? Hello, everyone. Welcome to Co-Parenting Your Thrive Guide podcast. My name is Deborah Lene, and I am the host of this podcast, and it is my very first episode, and I'm super, super, super excited that you all have joined me on this journey that I am on. It would be really cool if you all could learn who I am a little more intimately. Um, uh, so I have invited my two daughters, Bree Johnson, who is my 30-year-old, and she is my basketball player. She plays professional basketball. She married her college sweetheart, who also plays professional basketball. They live and reside in Canada. I have Ava Hoffman, my nine-year-old, who was my surprise baby. I had her at 40 one, almost 42. So literally, I have been co-parenting for 30 years. And so I am very excited that you've chosen to join me. And I will say this before I get started with my two girls. I really want this to be a place of vulnerability, a place where we can learn together, grow together, where hopefully some of my stories and some of my insights that I've learned along this 30 years of co-parenting, it will be a place where you can be inspired to show grace extended in situations where you may not have, a place where we can mutually be vulnerable and open. And as I've said in my previous openings, um, that I want this to be a place where you and I are sitting down. It feels like that you and I are sitting down in front of a fireplace, having a cup of coffee or hot chocolate and just having a conversation. And so I really want um, it to be that kind of place. So I am going to welcome Bree. Hey. And Ava. Hello. <laughs> These are my two girls. And Bree is here visiting me from Canada. So uh, we thought we would record this and so you guys could get to know me a little bit. Bree, I want to start with you and I just want to ask you what are your first memories? Now, let me back up for a second. Bree, I got divorced from her father when Bree was three. I think it was around yes. two or three. And so Bree doesn't really ever, I don't think, and I can, she can verify that if she ever remembers us together. The, um, do you remember us together? Not together. I only remember how we used to drop me off from one family to the next. You know, we would drop me off either in Indiana or Florida. Oh, or the meeting like the, points. the yeah. meeting points. Okay. I remember one time, I'm not sure where we were. We were having a conversation, you and me, about how I would spend time with you or with my dad, David. Mm -hmm. And I don't really remember the context of that conversation, but I specifically remember that memory. But I feel like it was probably a bit more traumatic to both sides. Oh, I'm sure. And I, I feel like you guys did a great job at shielding me from, you know, the hardships of divorce. Right. And I think you, I mean, obviously I know now from both my dad and you that it was, 
was a very traumatic time for you both. Right. We were really what, young. Yeah. Right. Guys were like 12. Not really. Well, <laughs> I was 23 and he was 26 or 7. Yeah. And being so young. Oh, no. No. He would have been older. Yeah. He, six years older. Six. So he'd have been 29. Mm-hmm. But regardless. And I know thinking back, like, Mom, you were taking care of me. You were in college. Mm-hmm. You were working. Yep. And come to find out when my dad got sick. Yep. How were you able to put your kid first while trying to hold down the household? I'm pretty sure you mm-hmm. had some backlash as well from that. I was, what, 21, I think, at that time. And, you know, I think whenever you have traumatic times, and just to give you guys a background, when Bree was eight months old, her father um, got extremely ill and and spent about, I think it was 63 days in the hospital and was partially paralyzed. And so it was a very traumatic time. And here I am, a 23-year-old. No, I was 21. Yeah, I was 21 and I was going to college and going to and working full time. So for me, I think, you know, and many of you can relate to this, you get into survival mode where it's literally one foot in front of the other and I'm going to get through this moment. Sometimes it's a moment. Sometimes it's an hour. Sometimes it's a day. Um, sometimes it's the next five seconds is, you know. So I think, you know, so much of that is a blur because it was, I was so traumatized by, and it was a, you know, weeks and weeks and weeks of trauma and then add to it the religious family in which I was raised and, and all the guilt and everything associated with that. So I think, you know, for my single moms out there, you know what it's like that for me, I just keep trucking and that's what I always say. Like, I'm just going to keep moving forward. And so I think during that time, it was literally, I'm going to get through today. I'm going to focus on today and what bill is due today and what do I have in front of me today? Um, at the time, I was only 21, so I, I don't think that I totally, yeah, got you know, process that. that. Yeah. Now that I'm older, that's what I do now. But, um, yeah, well, I think that's... Speaking of, like, your background, you know, based on stories I've heard, you know, when I was younger, how were you able to handle you know, the religious part and divorce because divorce was against the church. So how were you able to transition from like leaving the church because you had to do what was best interest for you and yeah. And you were the first one to quote unquote leave. Yeah. So I remember making up my mind and for those of you that don't know me, I was raised super religious home. My father is a minister and is a very strict sect um, where women, you know, know their place and and never to get divorced. It's not even spoke about. And I specifically remember thinking I want I want to live a life that I can go to bed at night and put the, my head down on my pillow mm. and know that it's the life that, A, I chose, mm. and I didn't live it for someone else. That's good, Mom. And I remember specifically thinking, okay, I've got to make a decision. Either I can choose my family, which is my mom and my dad and the church, or I can choose a life that 
I feel like I want to lead and not one that's already chosen for you. Right, right. Right. That's already chosen for me. And it came at a high price. You know, I went years and didn't speak to my family, but honestly, through that time, it made me a really, I know who I am and mm. I know that I, I'm not going to let someone come in and take advantage of me because I know who I am. So it makes you dig deeper um, and deeper and deeper, deeper than you thought you could. So, and when you like, you talk about digging deeper, I think when you come into a realization and you know who you are, you know, the God you knew back then yep. versus the God you are in touch with now. Um, how has that changed for you? Well, I will say that there was a time after, um, the divorce when, um, I was getting really mean messages and nasty notes left on my car and left on my door. And I literally remember I thought I did not want to live. Like I seriously was like, I am totally um, thinking of not being here anymore. And it's a, I said, I don't even believe in God. That's where it went, where mm-hmm. I totally said, I don't believe in God because what God would allow this to happen to me and what God would allow me to be born into this or, you know, whatever it was. And I was in an apartment. I was, you know, staying in an apartment. And I remember one night laying in my bed and I was thinking, you know, I was thinking of ways that I could like not be here anymore. And I remember laying on my bed and was like, I don't want anything to do with this. And I remember weeping and weeping. And it was like I was in, like, I was crying, you know, a lot. (laughs) And I remember I felt like the whole room became like this, this like light blue, you know, like the pretty light blue on a pretty sunset, Mm. like the blue mixing with the pink. And... I literally felt like I was being lifted. I don't know. And the next thing I woke up and it was the sunrise and it was the sun was coming through the window. And from that moment on, I said, I don't know what I believe. Right. Because of all the religious stuff I was raised with. But I do know that there was a God or an angel. An angel that came and lifted me and got me through that night. That was one of the most difficult nights I had ever had. And I literally felt like, because when I woke woke up, that's that's what, that's my memory. Mm -hmm. And the sun was coming through the window. And it was the next day. And I was like, it was a new day. Did it feel like kind of an outer body experience sort of but it it was almost dreamlike Mm -hmm. it was almost dreamlike so from then on I was like okay not every day is gonna be great but I felt like that that was a turning point for me mentally it's not like I had yeah I didn't win the lottery the next day (laughs) dang it (laughs) dang it I was so close but no it's not like I I didn't win the lottery or anything like that but what I did do is hope Mm. and for those of you out there that need hope Mm. in our desperation there's hope and you know for me the religious thing I totally believe in God but I don't believe in all the religiosity of 
some of the churches, but you know, there is hope. And so always, always, always hope. Yep. Always hope. Speaking of hope, we have Ava, my nine-year-old. Hello. Hello, dear. Um, so Ava, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, nine, I'm in fourth grade. Um, I really like school. I go to Duke school and, uh, yeah. You like tennis? <laughs> I love tennis. You love tennis? Yas. <laughs> Yas. <laughs> she loves Roblox. I love this game called Roblox. <laughs> that you depend on mommy to help with. <laughs> yeah. No, she doesn't depend on me. She depends on the money that I put onto the account. That's why it's not really me. It's the money that I put on. <laughs> She's like, "Mom, who?" <laughs> and I think I think for me with Ava, you know, being able to you co-parented like different genres. You went from Oh, you mean age. Yeah. Yeah. But even but just in society, how it's changed so much it's True. in the past 30 years. True. I mean, how is it, Mom, co-parenting from 23 to now you got to co-parent again at 41? How was the difference for you? Right. And different people. And different people. Right. And different cultures. Different cultures. So, you know, for you, I was actually 20 when I had you, but then 23 when I got divorced. But... You know, I will say that I'm a much better mother in my 40s than I was in my 20s. And that that just comes with experience. I say it all the time, too, because I got so many spankings. And <laughs> Ava... And I don't even believe in spankings now Ava so much. Ava is just I don't. the blessed child. <laughs> and she well, trouble. she's good. <laughs> she's very good. And uh, you were not, so you were the wild one. <laughs> That's not funny. Bree, or I will say for Ava, Ava's a very good child, but what, they're so different. Bree was just out there, like, going 100 miles an hour. She would tell you she didn't like you. She would, you know, <laughs> throw temper tantrums, lay out in the floor. Let me just tell you a quick story that's hilarious. So we went to the grocery store. She wanted a certain type of sugary cereal. And I said, no, couldn't have it. I was probably counting my pennies because, you know, I probably didn't have very many. And I told her, no, she couldn't have it. Do you know what this child did? What did I do? She took her hand (laughs) and held it out and started walking down the aisle, but her hand was on the shelf and was walking down the aisle, knocking off cereals all the way down the aisle. Ava, it's not true. So, like, all, it is so true. So, all of these cereal boxes are just flying off the shelves onto the ground. And do you know what I did? I left everything in my cart. I grabbed her and dragged her out to the car. And I left. I was so done because she was literally just walking because she was so mad. Just with your hand stuck straight out, knocking off cereal boxes all the way down the aisle. Yeah. I don't remember that. Oh, and what I will say is, so Ava, my little Ava, while she's super good, she's very, very sneaky. Sneaky. (laughs) 
boop, yeah. boop. Uh-huh. Boop, boop. Say something. <laughs> she's not, say? she's got nothing to say because she knows we're right. Right. <laughs> no, no, no. no, she's very sneaky. So anyway, but it is, um, on a serious note, um, I'm a much better mother, obviously, at 40 than I was at 20. And, you know, time is a great um, teacher. Mm. And um, I think, too, I feel like I have the advantage of having experienced with Bree. I had, you know, with your dad going to court, fighting with the family and my family supporting him and having that experience and be able to manage through that. To fast forward to Ava, where, you know, when her father and I split up, it was one of, um, of course, it was traumatic and hurtful, but he is, he is uh, from Jamaica. So Ava is part Jamaican. And um, I think the transition was easier in terms mm-hmm. of, A, I was older, more mature, um, didn't quite get so upset about the things and I thought about it in terms of how is this conversation going to affect the well-being of my child. Right. I was able to do that more effectively in my 40s than I was in my 20s, but such as growing up. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, so I feel like I'm a much better mother to Ava than I was to Bree. Although Bree and I, I always say, grew up together because um, I was so young. We're like besties But now. we are like besties and I wouldn't trade what no. we have for anything. And I wouldn't trade the relationship I have with Ava either because I feel like Ava can, you know, be who she is. I hope so. And I'm still raising her and we're still learning. And just so you know, Ava has a little brother. Her dad has a little boy. His name is Jaden and he is just wonderful. He is six years old and he is just super great. Six going on 20. 20. That's <laughs> right. He's wonderful. Ava, do you have anything you want to share? Um, not really. I mean, I really think you did a good job with me, and... <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> You're not just saying that? <laughs> so, you, so you think you've turned out pretty good? Yes. <laughs> Ava, what but it's all you. It's all me. <laughs> That's funny. What do you think I like mo- that. Yeah, I do too. What do you think are mommy, some of mommy's strengths? Um, I think... You know, there's been a lot of ups and downs, like, you know, when, for example, like your car, when it wasn't working and we Um. had to struggle with more and more cars, you know? (laughs) Yes. And now we finally have a a good, a nice car. How many cars have we been? (laughs) I mean, girl. I think four. Four, Four cars. That's not really that many if you think about it. Oh, no, it's not. I keep them forever. Uh, right. Run them to the ground. <laughs> Run them to the ground. But yes, that was, oh, that's something that you re- you remember that. Like, that was a struggle. I remember that. Yeah. It was, I was stressed out about that, right? That um, my car quit working and it was fairly, it wasn't, it was a 2013 and it just stopped and it was, I was very annoyed. But mommy does, a, I think mommy's a really good communicator. And I think, I think what my mom when I see the difference in how she raised me and how she raised Ava, I think my mom is a better listener. And I think that comes with time. Right. Age. And I think it's good for parents to, I mean, I don't have any kids, but the one thing my mom has taught me is to be a better listener 
um, when it comes to the children. So say if a child feels away, not reacting, but listen first, see what the actual problem is yeah. and figuring it out instead of just, okay, why is my kid screaming on the floor? Yeah. All right. Do you remember at all, Brie, when I, we used to have pillow talk? Do you remember that? In I did Florida? it for a short time. Yes. In Florida. You were like 10 or 12. And it was at, was it in the one half? Okay. Yep. Yes. And I created that space um, when you had gone through your little traumatic experience, which maybe sometime we'll talk about. But um, I remember like, so what we would do is like at night, we would come in for five minutes of pillow talk and you could say anything you want. Like you could say, you're a crappy parent, you're horrible, anything that you didn't feel safe yeah. to say. Right. Uh, any other time you could say there, pillow talk and not be judged and nothing bad would happen. Like you wouldn't get in trouble for saying, I think you're a horrible mom. <laughs> did I ever say but, that? No, no, oh, okay. you never oh, did. Okay. No, it's a good thing. No, oh. not really. <laughs> it's, a good thing. it's a good thing. No. <laughs> so I think um, creating those safe spaces um, for kids to be able to share whatever is, is really important. And I'm sure many of you do that already, but, um, I just remember that being, um, it's really important. It's really important. And I think especially for girls that, you know, when they get like 12 and 13, they tend to, you know, kind of go a little crazy. So yeah, I mean, just get a little weird. You know how that age is. So I think it's really important. But Ava's not going to do that because she's going to stay forever young and <laughs> forever young. So I think that, um, yeah, Ava, I'm very proud of both my girls very much. Thank you so much, Brie, for being here. And Ava Cake, that's Ava's name. That's her little name. We love you, Mommy. I love you, too. <laughs> Hey mamas, thank you so much for joining me again today on Co-Parenting Your Thrive Guide podcast. You can download your free Thrive Guide on my website at deborahlenay.com. If you enjoyed the show today, don't forget to rate and review me wherever you get your podcast. It really goes in supporting the podcast and I would really appreciate your feedback, good or bad. I would love to hear from you. My new podcast comes out every Monday, so please join me next Monday. Until next time, I am Deborah Linnae, and remember for this week to lead your conversations with honesty, clarity, and love, and always give grace extended.